Hello and welcome to The Trusted Advisor, a channel-focused podcast and video series powered by the Retail Solutions Providers Association. I'm Brianna Moriarty of Star Micronics, your guest host for this special RSPA Women to Women Community episode. Thank you so much for joining us. This podcast and video series is designed to specifically for point-of-sale resellers and software developers, and our goal is to educate you on the topics of technology, leadership, management, sales, marketing, and other small business practices. Today on the podcast, we'll be talking about work-life balance with three special guests. First, we have Brenda McCurry, who joined Scansource in 1993 and now serves as the Vice President of Merchandising for Scansource Point of Sale and Barcode. Brenda manages vendor relationships, guides strategy, and directs her team in identifying and developing growth opportunities. She's been active in the RSPA for years and currently serves as the advisory board member. Welcome, Brenda. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. And then we have Dee Joseph, who is a business development manager at Blue Star, where she's responsible for recruiting new VAR and ISV partners and increasing revenue. Dee has been part of the Blue Star team for six and a half years, and outside of work, she's a holistic wellness ambassador, helping others with mental and physical wellness, along with managing a holistic wellness Facebook group for over 5,000 followers. Good to see you, Dee. Thank you for including me in this conversation. Sure thing. And then lastly, we have Michelle Johnson, who's an executive management coordinator for VAR Pinnacle Hospitality Systems in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. MJ's responsibilities include recruiting, sales administration, event coordination, and marketing. MJ is a member of the RSPA Women to Women community. Glad to have you with us. Hi, thanks. I'm glad to be here. All right. Well, again, ladies, thank you all for joining. And um, before we dive into our conversation, because I'm sure there's a lot to discuss about work-life balance and what that means for different people, um, can each of you kind of describe to us the balance um, of of your life with work and what kind of responsibilities you currently have outside of work? Um, Brenda, if you'd like to start. Sure. So um, outside of work, I have uh, three wonderful children and four beautiful grandchildren. And so I try to um, be there to support my uh, my kids and my grandchildren. And then I have um, aging parents that um, I'm trying to also help take care of. Definitely sounds like you have a lot on your plate. And Dee, how about yourself? So I'm married and I have four children. My oldest is my stepson, he's 17. I have a nine-year-old daughter, a five-year-old boy, and a two and a half-year-old boy. And as you mentioned in the intro, I also kind of have a passion for holistic living. So I run a Facebook community, uh, just kind of sharing tips of life on the go and living healthy. Yeah, I can imagine that keeps you really busy, not just your your job and your kids, but kind of your your side hustle as well. Um, Mm -hmm. MJ, what do you kind of have going on outside of work? Um, outside of work, I, I'm a single parent. I have an eight-year-old daughter, um, so she definitely keeps me busy um, between that um, and just, like, hobbies and, you know, hanging out with my friends and, of course, dating comes in. Um, it's it's, uh, it's a lot to juggle. <laughs> it sounds like it. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, you know, kind of opposite of you guys, I, I do not have kids. I'm not married. Um, so a lot of people look at work-life di- balance a lot differently for for me versus some working moms, but let's get into some of the challenges that you guys are currently facing um, being working moms and, um, you know, having that responsibility on your plate. So, um, MJ, what are some of the challenges that you face in trying to maintain that work-life balance? 
Um, well, I mean, a few things come up. Um, you know, sometimes, I mean, obviously there's things like school-related. My daughter has homework in the afternoons. Uh, sometimes there's school events. Like last night there was um, an academic night where you go and meet with the teacher and things like that. Um, but then sometimes my, you know, home life gets, kind of interrupted um, from work events as well. So it's it's usually like a give and take there. Um, a lot of pre-planning <laughs> goes into work uh, to keep a good schedule. Um, but, you know, I feel like we're doing a pretty good job with it. That's great. And Dee, how about yourself? What are some of the challenges that you find um, trying to balance your, your work life and your home life? Also, time is very valuable. Um, so yeah, we just kind of have to make the most of the time that we spend together, evenings, weekends, um, and you know, even lunch hours, you know, trying to catch up on lost time and run errands and things like that. So really trying to find where those nooks and crannies are to kind of fit in not only time for my family and, and the, the kind of logistics of running a household, but me time, right? So things that are healthy and happy for me uh, to keep me kind of even keel. Right. I really like that you you mentioned that not just, um, you know, the the responsibilities that you have of your family, but kind of your me time. Um, that's really, you know, if I don't get my time in the gym outside of work, then I might not be as productive in the office. So, um, yeah, I think that's that all goes along with the the work life balance. And Brenda, how about yourself? What what some what are some of the challenges that you're facing? Yeah, I think for me, I um, travel a lot with my job, and so trying to balance, you know, the travel with my family time and my my downtime. I too think downtime is very important, and I have to schedule that to keep that on track because the days kind of get get by with um, busyness. And so, uh, another big area I think for me too is being able to put my phone down. And you know, we're so connected in the world today. And knowing that I have to, there's a point in the time during the day that I have to just turn it off and, and walk away and, and um, focus on some rest and relaxation. Yes, that's very important. And I don't think it's something that many people um, can do. I mean, especially those my age, we, we get such a separation anxiety from our phones, right? Um, but I love what you mentioned about scheduling in time to read. To relax is that something that you are actively putting in your calendar or is it just something that you're kind of mindful of when you get home from a long day of work and dealing with your kids and um, maybe your parents and other responsibilities just being mindful of that responsibility or is it something you're actively scheduling so I actually actively have to schedule it right so um, every day is different no day is the same and so I am really trying to at eight o'clock every night put my phone down and really just focus on some downtime and I have a little puppy so I take care of him and um, it's just a it's a time for me just to turn off and 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 relax so it is something that I am consciously trying to schedule now not every day ha that doesn't happen every day but I, I try to level set um, every day and, 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 tr and try to make that happen. Right, right. So I think gener or generally, generationally, excuse me, um, we all kind of tend to consider work-life balance as something different. So you can definitely see some um, variation here in the amount of time we've been in our roles or in the industry. So Brenda, how do you view work-life balance and what does that mean to you versus um, maybe what you hear from some of your, your younger colleagues? So for me, it's about um, 
priorities and it's about what I value. So to me, you know, um, my faith and my family um, and then my work is, is kind of how I try to keep everything in, in order. So, you know, I try to, to focus on my faith and focus on my family and then focus on my job. And so if I can do that, I feel like I keep my my happy place and, and keep my life in balance. And um, that is something that I've, I've always tried to do. And I'm not saying that I don't say that I, I'm there all the time, but that's really what's important to me. Right. And Dee, what are your thoughts on that? Um, kind of trying to, you know, find that yeah. work like that compared to some of your other colleagues that are either further along or not so far along in their careers as you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I don't think it's defined by like a 50-50 balance. I don't think it has to be even this and that. Um, and I agree with the priorities. You kind of have to you know, take it as a personal, um, what is balance to you? And, and what is a priority to you? And I agree, if you are happy, and my kids are happy and my job, you know, my job and my career are thriving, then that's balance for me. Right. And if, if I feel like I'm going, going like upstream or I feel like I'm, I'm struggling, then then I know I'm out of alignment with it. So I have right. to kind of reassess what's not working and then, you know, readdress it. Yeah. Yeah. MJ, what do you have to add to that? Um, kind of similar aside, um, definitely you have to have your priorities. Um, and like Dee was saying, as long as like my daughter is happy and healthy and I'm happy and healthy, like that's a good sign. Um, it's when you start to feel overwhelmed, stressed, that you have to like take a second, you know, and say, oh my gosh, something is going on here. Like, where can I, you know, do something? So like for me, um, you know, one of the things that I tend to shift as a priority is like, housework, you know, like the laundry can wait, you know, if, if something comes up like an extra school meeting or maybe I have to stay a little later or I have like another event coming up at night after work, something like that. Um, so just being flexible and knowing that I, it, it's taken a while, but I finally have sort of come to the realization that it is impossible to do everything. Um, so I just, you know, try to tackle the things that are actually important and, um, you know, other things can wait. The dishwasher can be run tomorrow. So, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So kind of going off of that, um, how do you feel that work-life balance um, in the point of your career has either changed? Um, has it become harder to maintain as you've become further developed in your career? Um, what are kind of your views on that? And MJ, we can start with you again, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so as I, so I've been with Pinnacle now for um, a little over two years, and I've taken on a lot more responsibility, more projects. Um, and so there, there are more responsibilities outside of, you know, my typical eight to five hours. Um, so it, it's just a constant give and take. Like, I know if I have something coming up that something else either needs to be done at a different time or just wait until later um but but there has been a change um because we do some events like outside like with other associations and things like that um but again it's just a matter of you know switching priorities and and really going for what's important at that moment so right, right. and Dee, how about yourself it's definitely an evolutionary process. <laughs> I think back when I was like in my 20s and 30s, and if I had had a looking glass into what my life would look like now, I would have totally run scared from it because it is, you know, kind of a ballet, if you will, right? Of like maneuvering everything and everything has to flow and, and it's got to be like puzzle pieces sitting together. And um, I don't think I would have been mature enough to handle that then. 
Um, whereas now, and it, again, like Brenda said, I, by no means do I feel like I have it all figured out, but I have more confidence to, you know, set the boundaries or, you know, say, no, this is a priority. And if you can't be aligned with that, then maybe we're not aligned, <laughs> you know? So I, and that definitely comes with maturity and age and identifying who I am and who I want to be, not only in the workplace, but to my kids, as far as a role model of, of my dedication to work and my work ethic and all those types of things that go with it. Mm-hmm. And Brenda, you've been in your role or at ScanSource for quite a while. Um, how yeah. have you found your kind of work-life balance evolving in that time frame? So when I first started at ScanSource, I worked part-time. My children were in elementary school, and, and so um, I was able to work part-time and be home with them in the afternoons. And so to me, as they got older, I was more um, apt to volunteer for new challenges at work. And so when my kids got into high school and to college is really when I started to become a, a director and then a, and a VP. So as my children started to you know, be more independent, it allowed me to take on more um, work challenges. And so I would say you know, now um, it, it's, it's, all, it's all like you said about making uh, time and priorities and focusing on what was important to me. And when my children were young, I wanted to be more at home. And then as they started to, to grow up, I could spend uh, more time at work. Right. So it's actually very kind of funny that I'm doing this podcast. Um, I, I have coworkers that almost make fun of me for the amount of time I put into work. Um, and I think that is kind of because, you know, when you're younger, you have more time to dedicate towards it. Um, I think there might be a misperception on work-life balance generationally, but yeah, I, I sometimes have to find myself actively, like you kind of mentioned, Brenda, scheduling in that, that downtime for myself. Um, you know, I take on a lot of new things because I don't have kids or anything to go home to, or um, I'll find myself working from home late. And I have to remind myself that although I don't have this big family or the type of responsibilities that other women in the industry share with me, um, work-life balance is just as important. So kind of going off of that, do you feel that there's any room for improvement in, in your current work-life balance or the schedule that you're maintaining um, currently? Uh, Dee, if you would want like to start with that. Yeah, there's always room for improvement. Um, and, you know, I, I would be lying if I said that there wasn't because, you know, we always learn more from our failure our failures or things that go wrong um, than when things go right. So not to say that I welcome those moments, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely would say um, it's, it's, again, it's evolutionary. I mean, I, I think that we always have room to, you know, breathe re-examine what we're working with and as you know your kids grow and the demands change and um you know some some of my thinking about like with my travel is is the kids they all have a different take on it and as they grow their unique personalities kind of show through on how they feel about what i do and my five-year-old often is the master of guilt if you will <laughs> so you know you kind of have to feel you know they all need different and special types of attention and that goes for you know not just my children but work and tasks and all those types of things so like i said it is it's a lot like a ballet not that i've ever danced ballet i should maybe i shouldn't use that analogy but um but it does it feels very well orchestrated when it works and when it doesn't you know that there's something something has to give and not in a, in a sacrificial sort of way but just in a re-examination sort of way right 
And MJ, how about you? I mean, being a, a single mother, kind of having the whole responsibility of um, your child falling on you along with your work, how do you feel that um, you're handling work-life balance or it, do you feel that there's room for improvement? Um, definitely room for improvement. And to Dee's point, I, I have danced ballet for pretty much all my, all my life. So it is a coordination. And when it's not coordinated properly, same with the ballet, you know it because you don't crash into each other or, you know, you can feel one priority slipping over another. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it does all, you know, fall on me to be there for her to parent, take her to school, pick her up, make her dinner, get her to bed, do the homework, all of that. So, you know, that's after my work day. <laughs> so um, there is always room for improvement and you just have to sometimes get a little creative. Um, so like one of my things as an example is I love running. It's, it's my release. It's my therapy. It's all that. And, um, you know, as my work demand started to grow, that started to fall by the wayside. So um, I started and kind of fell off, but I'll get back to it, um, running on my lunch break. Um, you know, that was free time that I could do it. So I could, you know, eat real quick at my desk afterwards, you know, clean up in the bathroom and all that um, and be good to go. So it's, um, you know, because I still need to sleep at night. So it, I, it was a juggle to find you know that balance, and it always will be, I think. But um, and I think, like speaking to other people you work with, um, whether it's women, men, um, you can learn something from them as well, because somebody else might have, you know, the same, um, you know, the same struggles that you do. And so, just to share that and say, hey, I'm really struggling to do this, you might find somebody you work with who can who can help. But um, certainly, room for improvement, um, and you just kind of got to go with it and find what works for you. So. Right. I love the uh, running on your lunch break. I actually <laughs> often do that myself. It's, it's a whole yeah. hour. So often forget that we have. Um, and yep. Brenda, how about exactly. yourself? How do you feel that there, there might be room for improvement in your work-life balance and kind of the schedule that you're maintaining currently? And so I, I do think there's always room for improvement um, in everything that I do. So um, one of the things for me is taking a lunch, right? So I get get here at work, and I typically don't take a lunch. I eat at my desk, and so and then I can find myself getting kind of you know stressed out. And so I really have to to force myself to step away. And so I come to work, and I get my put my head down, and it's here until six o'clock at night, you know. And so. I'm really forcing myself now this year, my goal is to really step away during the midday because I think it refreshes us. Those breaks are important um, mm -hmm. to help us, you know, be focused in the afternoon. And so that's something that I'm personally working on, on this Absolutely. year. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with that. Anytime I, I try to work through lunch, I find myself starting to hit a wall around 3.30 yeah. where I'm, <laughs> I'm regretting not taking some sort of a break. Um, so on that note, let's <laughs> really quickly um, for our listeners and viewers to know that the RSPA membership has never been more valuable or affordable. The RSPA recently expanded its VAR and ISV member benefits to include discounts on health insurance, HR services, office supplies, and shipping. Also, RSPA members now have access to a legal advisor, security advisor, sales coach, and a VAR and ISV business advisor. That's all included in your annual RSPA membership, which for resellers now starts at just $250 a year. That's 68 cents a day for these high value services. Without an RSPA membership, you'll either spend thousands of dollars paying an outside consultant who doesn't know the channel, or you'll end up doing it alone and going through during these turbulent times in our industry. Accelerate your, business, your success by joining the RSPA today. 
We also want to thank our sponsors who support the RSPI community and make this podcast and video series possible. Our platinum sponsors are Blue Star, Heartland, ScanSource, and Shift4 Payments. To receive the benefits of an RSPI membership or RSPI sponsorship, email memberships at gorspa.org. Finally, don't forget to save the date for our Retail Now 2020, August 2nd to the 5th at the Venetian in Las Vegas. Retail Now is where the industry meets. All right, ladies. Well, this has been a great conversation so far, and I want to dive in a little bit deeper. So we've kind of talked about um, each of our different work-life balance um, schedules and kind of the, the mantras that we try to repeat to ourselves in order to maintain that work-life balance. But, um, you know, there's still a company that we work for that has to um, have the, the correct culture for you to maintain that work-life balance. So um, how are the companies that you work for currently accommodating um, that lifestyle? Brenda, if you would like to get started. Sure. Um, so um, here at, at you know, ScanSource, that we really um, try, our, our, our team, our leadership team really tries to focus on uh, wellness programs. So there's lots of, you know, uh, we have two gyms, and so you can go work out during lunch before. We have trainers that we, that we can work with. So they're really trying to help us uh, stay healthy and um, productive. And um, then there are other lunch and learn classes that they offer with how to deal with stress, how to deal with um, you know, college tuition or loan payments that you have to pay or um, saving for your children to go to college. And so I think um, ScanSource makes a lot of investments in our employees to really help us be that well-rounded person. And it's up to us as individuals to take advantage of it. And so it's make the most of it, right, by um, participating in the wellness programs. And um, another thing I think they're really good about is encouraging for you to take your vacation, right, mm -hmm. um, and really um, have family time or self-time really to go and, and recharge and re-energize um, yourself. That's great. And Dee, what would you say about um, Blue Star? How, how are they kind of accommodating your work-life balance? Right. Well, so we do, we have wellness programs as well. Um, I think we do, you know, a lot of our teams will go out, we have twice a day that a lot of them will go out and take a walk, just as you, we were touching on earlier. Sometimes it's good just to kind of take a break from the spreadsheets <laughs> and, the, and the meetings and the conference meetings. Um, and oftentimes, you know, my, my managers will tell you that I'm not shy. So if there is a demand, if there's a doctor's appointment, if there's, I, I you know, pick up a kid early from school and, you know, I, communication is key. I mean, if you don't vocalize that you have a need or, you know, a demand on the personal life, uh, you set your boundaries and you say, look, this is a priority for me today. And I think as long as you have trust with, you know, your, your employer um, and you have good work ethic, then you're not going to be met with any obstacles. And I haven't found that so far here. Right. And MJ, do you say that you have a similar experience in, in your company? We do. Um, everybody here is, is, I mean, a lot of us have children, so it, there's a sense of understanding. Like, you know what it's like when your kid just magically gets sick on a day you have seven meetings scheduled, you know. Um, so everybody is, um, you know, really accommodating. And, and it's, like you said, communication is key. If you have a challenge, just speak up and say, here's what it is. Here's what I think will be a good solution, you know, and, and take it from there. Um, but everyone here is more than accommodating. I've even like brought my daughter in here some days, like when, you know, the school schedule is off from your work schedule, they have 
planning days and such. Um, so I brought her in here and she's, you know, made best friends with everybody <laughs> around the office. And, um, you know, she has her little area. She comes and hangs out in colors and stuff. So, um, you know, it's never like, ah, what can I do? There's always a solution. And I feel like everybody here is, you know, either willing to help out or, or help me, you know, find a solution to it. So it's Yeah, well, that's great. So yeah. I think, you know, there's a couple of different layers to it. Obviously, your your company and the culture and how they feel about um, work-life balance, you know, like you mentioned, having to leave in the middle of the day when you're, when your kids suddenly get sick. Um, but you know, there's a team, there's a team of people that you're working with too. So how do you find that, um, your colleagues are kind of respecting your work-life balance? If, if you do have to leave early or have a strict cutoff at a certain time, um, and they're, they're calling you after hours or on the weekends, is that something that you give your self permission to, um, you know, answer the phone or invest that time in? How, how do you handle those type of situations? Um, MJ, if you want to start. Sure. Um, well, I mean, most people here know that I'm a single parent, so they're, you know, mindful of that if, and they know the hours I keep. So if they do have to call me after hours, I know that it's something important. So I'm okay with that. You know, I'll, I'll pick up the phone and it's never, it, you know, it's never been an issue where someone's calling me excessively for something, you know, that maybe I can't even handle. Um, so I, I find that most people are really respectful of that and very understanding. Um, like I said, it's, it's nothing that excessive. So it's, I'm totally fine with it because the same thing, if, if I'm here and something outside, you know, my personal life might come up everybody's understandable about that. So it's like, I feel like um, there's a good, there's a good balance there just because it's communicated. So. Right. Brenda, what are your thoughts on that? Um, do you ever have to kind of draw a line or um, put up a barrier when, when colleagues or um, employees might be interfering with that work-life balance that you're trying to set? So I think everybody here at ScanSource is respectful of each other. I think that, and it starts with our leadership, and it, it and it comes down um, to individual contributors. And we all are very conscious, and but our doors are always open. So we, we always encourage our employees to, if there's a problem, reach out to us, and and we're all very, you know, responsive. Um, but I am trying to put my phone down at eight o'clock, and and you know, and not pick it back up until the next morning. And and I think I, as a manager, I'm encouraging my team to do that. Right? I'm trying mm -hmm. not to send emails at ten o'clock mm -hmm. at night so that they don't feel like they have to respond to it. Um, I think yeah. it's really it's really important for me to allow them to take a vacation and not bombard them with emails or or calls or text messages while they're on vacation because they, everyone needs that downtime. So I'm trying as a manager to protect my employees as well. And I know my manager does the same thing for me. And I, it's, I appreciate it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I find the same kind of um, thing going on here at Star. Whereas if I have to take time off or take a vacation, I know that I'm not going to be, my phone's not, my phone's not going to be blowing up with um, urgent requests. I might have some pile up when I get back, um, but yeah, it's, it's so important to be respectful of everyone's time. And like you mentioned, as a manager, um, encourage your team to take the time off that they need, um, you know, instead of wasting a PTO day to be answering emails all day long. Um, Dee, do you have anything to add? 
Yeah, I don't, I mean, unfortunately, I can be a bad example of this because I do sometimes get caught up in wanting to make sure that I don't come home or come back to work rather with, you know, a million emails. I've been on two maternity leaves since I've been um, here at Blue Star. So, uh, I, you know, it's hard not to, you know, from my standpoint, I see us as a team structure. So I kind of get caught up in that, like, I don't want to leave anybody hanging. And if there's something I can contribute or I'm, I'm the missing piece that I, so yeah, it's been a boundary that I've had to learn for myself. That's definitely a maturity and evolution that I've come to where I had to say, okay, I stop, you know, you can check the time, you know, right. but you don't need to check the email. <laughs> so yeah, I, like I said, I, it's, I'm still learning. Um, yeah. And so far, it hasn't been, I haven't, you know, my husband hasn't said, put my phone away, or the kids haven't been like, you know, hello. So I, I, I feel like I've, I've got it in check. And, and you know, it, there's sometimes that work has got a greater demand than others, and then I might be a little bit more tied to it than others. But um, yeah, it's, it's a learning process. Absolutely. And I think, you know, like we've all kind of mentioned, there are times where work is taking over and then there are times where life is going to be taking over. So it's a constant balance. It's not always 50-50 like we all kind of mentioned. Um, So, I mean, since this is a women's to women's podcast, um, I'd love to kind of hear your perspective on how maybe women, not necessarily in your company, but in general, um, are kind of a expected to manage their work-life balance in a way that compares to the to men um, in the same role or same industry. Um, you know, obviously you guys are all mothers and we're kind of expected to take care of the children, take care of making dinner and all, all the, the different things that comes along with um, your work-life balance. So do you find any struggle with that? Um, Dee, you can start if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we often like teach people how to treat us. And I think we put oftentimes pressure on ourselves. So uh, again, it's, it's really knowing who you are and the boundaries that you set for yourself and then letting other people go about their business. And if they're going to judge you or put expectations on you, not to take ownership of that, right? And, and as Brenda had touched on, you really focus on what your priorities are. And in my belief system, you, me, I'm the number one priority. And if, if I'm not feeling like things are working, then, you know, I need to address that on a personal level instead of seeing the outside world as the effect of that. Right. MJ, what are your thoughts on that? Being a single mother, do you feel that sometimes you have different expectations either um, from your, your coworkers or your family to maintain a stronger work-life balance than men who are kind of maybe get away with being in the office later or, um, you know, might be the ones that are asking you to kind of do things um, outside of your, your standard eight to five hours? Um, I, I think for me, it's, you know, a little, a little different um, because I, and I feel kind of strongly about this, unless you've actually done something like you can't fully understand it. So to, to say, yeah, you know, I, I go to work, you know, 830 to 530, go pick up the kid do dinner, you know, do homework, get her to bed, and then, you know, clean up the house. Sometimes I have, like, um, I do, like, freelance writing and editing, too, so sometimes I'll have something to do with that. Um, But it sometimes, like, goes um, unknown, because if you haven't done it, you don't realize what that's like to just be constantly, constantly going, um, you know, with having responsibilities. And, and you know, in, in my situation, it's like, okay, if dinner doesn't get cooked, then my daughter doesn't eat. You know, she's eight. So there's her, there's limits to what she can do in the kitchen. Um, but I, I think it's just, um, for me, like, 
making people aware that like this is my schedule, you know, so this is why I don't have time to answer your 14 emails at 930 at night. Um, you know, it's just making people aware of what it's actually like, because I think um, in like a, a more traditional household, if you will, like two parents, um, I think the responsibility gets split. So even in that situation, it's like, yeah, I go home and, you know, I have to deal with the kids and stuff, but maybe, you know, your partner is cooking dinner or they're doing the laundry. It's like, I do all of that. So <laughs> it's a, it's a, um, a bit of a, a bit of a struggle to keep all of that, um, you know, going, but also to make people aware of the situation because they just don't know. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Brenda, do you have anything to add on that? Maybe the way that men are expected to handle their work-life balance as compared to um, women that seemingly um, have more going on. I know that's not always the case, but <laughs> I think I think times have changed, right? And I, I think um, in today's world, it is men and women are, are viewed similar, and and I think that um, people take on women are taking on more responsibility in the workplace and men are taking on more responsibility at home. So I, I know in my life it's been a 50-50 um, um, participation, and, and I have um, two sons, and I see them stepping up to the plate and doing things that um, maybe, you know, 20 years ago men wouldn't have done. And so I do think in today's world um, it's the same. I think there's everyone has the same expectations, and those People that I work with, um, men are picking up their kids from daycare just like the moms are. And so I think we're all challenged with um, figuring out how to make life work for all of us. And, and we do have to set the boundaries. We do have to uh, let people know kind of um, the outside of work activities that are going on and, and be truthful and honest and upfront with what's going on in our lives. And then everyone can jump in and to support you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, being kind of on the, the younger end, um, like I mentioned, no kids, no husband that I need to go home to. I, I find the roles here often, you know, what would traditionally be considered flipped, whereas, um, you know, I'm taking on more work. I'm up to traveling um, just because I know other colleagues of mine have, have families that they need to be around for and take care of. Um, so it's good that I think things are evolving in that way. Um, and I know we kind of talked about each of your, your best practices and keeping up with a good life balance. MJ, you're a runner and Brenda, you kind of have your rule about putting your phone away and, and D, you're obviously very into um, wellness and running your kind of side business that you have going on. But I was wondering if there are any other type of best practices from your experience that you could share with some of our listeners on how to create a more healthy and well-rounded work-life balance. Um, Brenda? Well, there's a couple of things, and, and I, I um, think it's already been said, but, um, you know, um, learning how to um, um, not be a perfectionist at everything. And if the dishes don't get done or if the house doesn't get vacuumed, that's okay. You know, yeah. it's more important for me to spend time and sit down and have um, quality time with my kids and now my grandchildren. And mm -hmm. it's not about how anything looks in my house. And, and so I've had to, I've had to learn that. It, I didn't start out that way. Um, and, and so throughout my life, I've had to learn what, uh, it's about setting those priorities and right. um, 
also learning to say no. I, I've had to learn to say, um, now's not a good time for me, and, and I just can't take that on. And so those are some just practical, simple things that um, I've been trying to, to hold true yeah. to. Absolutely, and those are all great things for, for me to apply as um, a total neat freak. And, um, <laughs> that you know I love to take on more work so that's that's really good advice just just for me to be hearing I'm sure a lot of our other listeners um D how about yourself do you have any kind of best practices or tips and tricks on how to um, maintain that that healthy work-life balance well so as I kind of touched on before I, I think that putting yourself as a priority and making sure that you as this is your your body is your temple and making sure that you're eating healthy that you're thinking healthy that you have healthy practices like the boundaries um, healthy relationships and healthy outlook um, I think healthier people manage life better so um, I am really big on not only eating organically and eating clean I'm also a pescatarian I actually very rarely even eat fish but for the most part I, I'll eat you know vegetables on a plant-based diet um, I journal quite a bit. I like to kind of sit down and, you know, re-examine my day or examine the day ahead of me. Uh, and a lot of that goes into just being grateful. So I have kind of this list of things that I'm grateful for. And as simple as like going up to NRF, I actually spent about 12 years living in the city right out of college. So I have a lot of friends that are still in the city. So the fact that I get to go up there once a year and squeeze in a visit with them, um, it's travel, but I'm grateful that my company has afforded me that, you know, if you call it a luxury, um, to kind of squeeze in and, and see different places. So, you know, seeing that outlook on it instead of just the turn of the coin is saying, you know, oh, I got to be away from my family. Oh, I've got to pack. Oh, I've got to trudge through the airport. And oh, I've got unhealthy choices. You know, I, you know, pack my snacks. I make sure that I have my journal with me at all times. I make sure that if I can't make it to the gym, I make time to meditate. And I make sure that I am in balance so that the world around me is uh, more manageable when it comes to, to being, you know, stress or, or high demand. Right. I really love that holistic approach. Um, as, as in my role, as I started traveling more, that was something that I really had to apply, making sure that, um, you know, when you're traveling, you're, you're looking for those healthier options and still trying to squeeze your workouts in. Because, I mean, going a little off topic, that physical health is really um, contributing to your mental health and making sure that you're, you're fully present for your day of work and whatever is to follow in your personal life. Um, and I, I love the fact that you mentioned kind of seeing that busy travel schedule as something positive. Um, you know, you might be working, but you get to travel and see new places. So always trying to see the bright side of things, I'm sure is um, really helpful. Um, and lastly, MJ, what, what kind of best practices do you have that you can share with our listeners? Um, I've recently learned to start saying no as well. Um, I find that that, that helps um, and work in some of that elusive me time um, that was pretty much non-existent. So, um, but by saying no to, you know, friends or family or whatever, um, like, no, I can't go out four nights in, in a row in a week like you can. Um, you know, I've said no and I've actually made a more conscious conscious effort to sit down, give myself a timeout where I can just, if I want to just watch an hour of TV, that's what I do. Um, so I've been working in things like that a little bit more. Um, I've also like been training myself to focus more on the positive and, and be grateful for the things that are going well. It, it um, 
it's been a work in progress um, will probably continue to be but um, I feel like the more you focus on the positive aspects of anything that you're still going to get negative stuff it's just the way of life but they don't seem so bad anymore when like your pile of good is this big your you know pile of bad seems this big so um, that's something that it, it's it's I really have to work at, um, but I, I feel like it's getting better. So, yeah. <laughs> that's great. All right. Lastly, I, I kind of want to end with a question that's often debated. Um, I've heard, you know, it said to be true or not true on a lot of different um, business or kind of lifestyle podcasts. Do you think that there's even such thing as work-life balance? Do you think that, you know, it's just simply going through the motions um, of, you know, doing your job and also managing your home life. What What are your thoughts on that coined phrase, work-life balance? Um, MJ, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's ever going to be like perfect where you like float through work and meetings are great and you go home and everything's peachy. Um, I think it's, it's just making that effort to recognize when you know, some aspect of your life, whether it's work or home or kids, whatever it is, when you start to feel the stress of it, that you're able to tell you, give yourself that time out and say, hang on, this isn't working, reassess, you know, come up with a better plan and, and then move forward with that. Um, because that will give you that balance. Um, and I think working in things like, uh, like Dee was saying, eating right and exercising, it makes all those other things a little bit easier to, to deal with. So I think it's always going to be, you know, a little give and take and find that balance. But um, but I, I think if you are, you know, seeing the positive side of it, that it just will become a little bit easier each day. So. Right. And Dee, how about you? Do you, do you think that work-life balance um, truly exists or it's just something that we kind of uh, tell ourselves to um, balance out the craziness of our lives? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a personal, it's very personal, right? Like, what is work-life balance to you? And if you don't think it exists, it probably doesn't for you. It's all about your attitude that you have going into it. And and for those who feel that it doesn't exist, I'm sure that they've felt the wrath of that. Because if you don't put the effort into to creating balance, and like I said, whatever that is for you, if it's a 60-40 or, you know, maybe it is a 50-50, um, then you're going to suffer for it and i think that attitude is everything and and you know attitude of gratitude has kind of been my motto for the year so you know just looking at life and saying okay what's working and what's not so just like mj said you know you got it's you got to make shifts you got to look out for you and um, if you subscribe to believing that it's possible then it will be possible right yeah i totally agree uh brenda any final thoughts on that I think life's going to throw you curveballs. There's going to be twists and turns in your job, in your family, in your activities. There's always going to be something that's going to come up. And how you handle it is up to you. And, and I think if you stay positive and you stay grateful and, and you, um, you figure out what works for you and how you juggle that, and every day is going to be different. And, and one season of your life is going to be one way and another season is going to be something different. And you just have to decide what you what is happiness for you, what brings you uh, peace and joy, and and focus on that. Right. 
Right. Well, thank you, ladies, so much um, for the time and the conversation today. I, I think it was a really important topic to discuss um, with our listeners amongst this industry that's just ever evolving and um, always crazy busy. So I've learned a lot and feel very inspired. I hope that um, everyone else does, too. So thank you guys again so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our discussion today. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the RSPA YouTube channel and the Trusted Advisor podcast so you never miss an episode. We'd also appreciate if you'd rate us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The more stars, the better. And if you'd like to learn more about best practices for bars and ISVs in the point of sale channel, check out the RSPA blog. You can find it at gorspa.org, then clicking on RSPA blog. Before we go, thanks again to Brenda, Dee, and MJ for sharing their wisdom today. Thanks also to the RSPA Marcom manager, Chris Arnold, for his production work, Joseph McDade for our music, and last but not least, thank you so much for listening. Our goal at the RSPA is to accelerate the success of our members in the point-of-sale ecosystem by providing knowledge and connections. For more information, please visit our website at gorspa.org. Bye, everyone.